Welcome to the Grit.org podcast with Colby Harris and Brian Harbin. In these episodes, they speak to top achievers in athletics and business to understand the habits and mindset they apply in order to build more grit. Welcome back to the Grit.org podcast. My name's Colby Harris, and I'm here with today's guest, Brian Harbin. Brian, thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks, Colby. Good yeah, to see you. Absolutely. Always good to see you. Now, got you on the other end of the mic today, so we're super excited to have Brian here. As you all know, he's the host of the Grit.org podcast, as well as the founder of Grit.org, but today we have him here to discuss his main business, Grit Brokerage, a domain brokerage firm he started in 2014, and they specialize in helping clients buy or sell premium domain names and websites. So first off, what does brokering domains and grit brokerage have to do with grit.org? Well, it's actually the engine that has made a lot of what we do possible here at grit.org. So if you're connected to the domain industry and know of grit brokerage or have used them or thinking about using them, just know that grit brokerage is way more than just a domain brokerage firm. And in fact, that they are continuously helping change the lives of young people. That is the way they give back and you can find more at grit.org. So Brian, let's dive right in. Recently, Grip Brokerage was just awarded the 2022 Master of Domains Award by escrow.com as being one of the top 10 grossing domain brokerages in the world, one of the most prestigious awards you can receive. Escrow.com handles over a half a billion dollars in domain sales each year. Grit is regarded as the SEO guru. Grit is regarded by the SEO guru Neil Patel as one of the top three domain brokerages in existence. So today we're here to learn more about domain brokering and hear some about the deals that made up almost $10 million of domain sales that Grit Brokerage did in order to achieve the 2022 Master of Domains Award. So Brian, let's go ahead and just get started. Tell us a little bit about what you do. What is a domain broker and why are they so valuable? So a domain broker is simply kind of like a real estate agent of domain names and websites. There's a buyer, there's a seller, broker brings together a deal and then gets paid a commission. And, you know, the general public usually associates domain names with things like GoDaddy, these smaller sites. And since they're the largest place where you can actually register a domain, your business organization, whatever it might be, what makes the domain names you broker valuable compared to the ones that anyone can register for just $15 a year? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, so if the domain industry has been around since the late 80s, right? And we're in 2023. That means if somebody goes out there to buy a domain name for 10 bucks at GoDaddy or one of these large registrars, that means that in almost 40 years, nobody has ever wanted to pay more than $10 for that domain name, right? So, um, which means that it doesn't really have a ton of value unless it's a brand new industry. So what we're working with, these we're typically working with domains that have been owned for 20 and 30 years. People that bought a domain name, built a company on it, you know, maybe sold the company. Now they're looking to sell the domain name. Um, maybe it's something that was gifted to them. Um, and so maybe they just don't have a use for it anymore. So they come to us to help us extract the most value possible from it. On the flip side, we also help clients buy a domain name. So it's a large company that has recently rebranded and they really want to go after that premium.com or some other non.com domain. That's where they hire us to go in and help them uh, acquire that domain name mm. for the best possible price. 
Right. And I mean, there's also obviously a lot of these even blue chip companies are constantly either changing domains or making a brand switch. So a lot of these domains are selling for hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars. So how come more people don't know about this business? And why is it that a lot of domain sales are kept so private? Yeah, it's it's definitely a very specific industry, very specific niche. And a lot of companies don't want people to know how much they're paying for and for clients that that we help acquire domain names. They don't want their competitors to necessarily know what they're doing, why they're doing it. They don't want them to know how much money they're willing to invest mm -hmm. in it. Um, sometimes they don't want their investors to think they're crazy spending that much money for a domain name. There's also the part of it where if they buy it for a certain price, uh, they later on don't want that to be you know, setting the, the baseline of where it should be valued. So there's a number of reasons that they're, they're kept private. Uh, those are really just some of them. And when someone's doing this, I mean, how many transactions is there in the domain space? Maybe tell us a little bit about the just great brokers specifically as well. And are these people paying in cash or is this something that they can finance? So, yeah, I mean, there's hundreds of transactions daily that happen through domain names and websites. But, you know, with our firm, so for the, the masters of domains, we, we average doing about 400 transactions a year. And I'd say 90% of the transactions we do are all cash, so they're paid, uh, typically closed and done within two to three days. Um, and then about 10% are financed, typically over a two to five year time period. And kind of like we were talking, I mean, the domains that you really specialize in are sought after domains, you know, essentially something that's not collecting dust. So the average size deal at Grit Brokerage is a little over 20000 Give us an idea of some of the domains these people are buying in the range of 10000 to $100,000 are they .com domains or what really makes them so valuable? Yeah. Well, and one of the things that makes Grip Brokerage unique is we'll sell any type of domain name. We'll help people acquire any type domain name from you know a couple hundred dollars up to in the millions. A lot of domain brokerages really only specialize in like the super expensive hundred thousand mm -hmm. dollar and up. So that's you know one of the things that really separates us. But so, for example, you know that year that we did uh, the Masters of Domains, we did uh, there was thirty one one word dot AI domains that we sold in that five figure range. So, for example, just to give you an idea, the reason in domain terminology, a lot of times, if you ever inquire about a domain and they say, "Oh, it's a four figure or a five figure, or six figure," like, well, why don't they give me a specific number? There's a reason that that people speak in those terms. Uh, just because it's kind of more of a range. Like I said, a lot of times people don't like giving an exact price because prices do change daily. So when we say five figures, that's generally going to be between that 10,000 range and that 999,000. But so we sold, it was 31 one word.ai domains, like mesh.ai, marvel.ai. We sold, it was uh, 18 one word.co domains. Uh, we sold a handful of one word.org domains in that five figure price range, uh, a number of .app domains, .io domains like that. And of course, we sold dozens and dozens of .com domains mm. in that price range. And based on what I know, too, I would assume that terminology is really because the price is very subjective. I mean, you never know who you're talking to. If this company is his heart and soul, this guy might be willing to pay six figures to another guy. It's only worth four or five. Uh, so tell us a little bit more about some of those six-figure deals that Grip Brokerage did that were 100000 or higher. Sure, absolutely. And kind of to your point, too, I always tell people that domain names, it's the valuation is more similar to art than it is mm. to real estate. And the fact that it's really more what somebody's willing to pay for it. 
And that's really the benefit of using a broker is because a lot of times if somebody owns a domain, but it's a huge billion dollar company that inquires about it, well, the price just went up. Yeah. So by using a broker, you're kind of able to protect the identity of it. Um, so, but you're, you're right in terms of just the, the valuations are definitely very subjective, but some of the, the, uh, .com domains, we sold a, you know, well over a dozen, you know, .com domains in that six figure, they were domains like series.com. We sold uh, probe.com, pave.com, prove.com. So really a context.com. So really those one word.com domains. And then we sold, uh, there was two, uh, .co domains that we sold in the six figures, and then there was a .io domain as well we sold in that range. Mm. And I mean, just like we're talking about now, if you were a cement company, pave.com, if you're a nine-figure company, you're probably willing to pay a lot of money for that. Same with you if you're a big law firm, prove.com might be the biggest key to growing your company. And along those lines of these companies that are spending millions of dollars on domains, like we were talking about, they're kind of harder to talk about because sometimes they involve NDAs, but are there any that you can share with us that were in that seven-figure or more range? Yeah, so there was one, uh, greenlight.com was one. We actually helped them acquire that domain. It was Greenlight Card, and they wanted to get greenlight.com, and it was owned by a big company that doesn't really sell domains and uh, it was really a lot of work just to even get to the person that was going to be able to make that decision. But we helped them um, acquire that domain name. And so that was a seven-figure deal. But one of the things that was so neat about that story was the fact that, you know, you've heard the uh, the game of seven degrees of Kevin Bacon, right? Where every movie's seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. Well, in the domain industry, a lot of times it's like only two to three degrees of separation just with who you know. And it was crazy after that transaction finished, the guy that I'd worked with to help acquire it, uh, we, we had one mutual friend on Facebook and it was my best friend from high school. So I immediately text my best friend from high school and said, hey, how do you know this guy? He said he was my roommate in college. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. So I had helped my best friends from high school roommate in college buy this domain name. And so we made that connection, which was, but it was after the deal, which was, which was crazy. Well, I know the business world itself is massive, but just like you said, it's a, a very niche group of people. And that kind of leads me into my next question. We've talked a lot about .co's, .coms, .ai's. Can you tell us a little bit more about what differentiates those finishings to the domains and how that really dictates their value? Yeah, great question. And that's something that we work with a lot because, I mean, there's only one .com and, you know, if the dot-com is either not available, not for sale, being used by a large company, you have to go with an alternate. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, companies have a brand, so they don't want to veer too far off that. So there's these other GTLDs that people can use that also are short, memorable, they match their brand. And nowadays, people are more used to seeing the non-dot-coms, like the dot-co, the dot-io, the dot-ai, the dot-org. And so... Um, you know, there was a large trend for a period of time where people would use like a brandable domain, like in other words, a made up word, like a Google, an Uber, take a misspelling of a word to try and create a brand name. But the reason people aren't doing that as much is because you have to spend so much money on marketing to make it a household name. So to pick an actual word, a lot of times, you know, the best option is to go with a non.com. And so that's the reason these other GTLDs and especially nowadays with Generation Z, Generation Y, uh, they're a lot more used to seeing 
you know, non.com domains. Mm -hmm. They're a lot more popular. And as a result, they're selling for a lot mm -hmm. more nowadays. Well, even a big one that we use at grit.org is frame.io, which has now become a massive, massive hosting site for media companies where they can collaborate, things like that. And on that topic of, of Gen Z and kind of the way we operate, one thing that you and I have talked about in the past is the differentiator between common social media like a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, in comparison to actually owning your own website. So can you tell us more about what is different and why is it important for people to have a domain compared to just hosting their social media on a platform? Yeah, that's a great question too. And you see so many companies that it's great that people are able to monetize their Instagram account or Facebook and they have a large following. But the catch is you don't own that traffic, right? You don't own that direct relationship. It's actually through that social media. So if you ever get shut down or censored, or you, they can pull you at any time. And all of a sudden, there goes your entire business and your way to connect with that client. So by having your own domain name, you can have a direct relationship with your own client versus going through another mm -hmm. social media platform where you don't have any control over that relationship. Yeah, and let me ask then on that note, I mean, obviously there's a lot of things on the internet that may or may not should be there, but is there any way for a domain to get shut down or to have your operations on your domain just kind of closed off? I mean, that, that might be like some FBI level stuff, but... I mean, it's super rare. Mm. I mean, uh, you'd have to really be doing something that would, you know, warrant that type of action. I see. Yeah. So tell us then a little bit more. I mean, you started brokering domains part-time initially, and then you flipped to full-time. I guess that was about four years ago now, five years ago, 2019, correct? Um, so tell us, how did you decide to make that flip, and were there any events that led to you deciding being a full-time domain broker? Yeah, so I want to say this was probably 2018. I'd been brokering domain names part-time for about four years at that point, but I went to a domain conference in Vegas. And there was a guy that I'd helped buy a whole bunch of domains for his business. He was in the vape and CBD industry and, and uh, helped do a lot of deals. But his company was in Vegas. And I said, well, hey, let me come by and see you have a chance to meet face to face. And I remember I took the taxi to his, his company. He's got a big, beautiful building. And I walk in the front door and there's a receptionist. And I go up to her and I said, hey, I'm here to see Billy. And behind her, there's a guy standing there with a, a button down shirt with some papers and, um, and she says, well, can I tell him who's here? I said, well, I'm, I'm Brian. And the guy with, uh, looking at the paper said, looked up and he said, are you the Brian? And I said, well, I'm not sure. I'm Brian, the domain broker. He says, oh my gosh, it's so good to meet you. And he takes me and gives me a, a personalized tour around the whole office. And, you know, I got to meet all these different people I'd work with. And, and, um, what was so neat about that is I, you know, sold a lot of things over the, you know, in my life up to that point, but to see firsthand how they really saw me as an extension of their company and they really saw me as a valuable asset. I mean, I've never been called the Brian before. Um, so at that point, I knew I'm like, this is a really unique industry and I have a chance to add a ton of value for people. And I think that's one of the things that, that I really love about it. It's, it's um, you know, and, and a lot of people know a bunch of attorneys, they know a lot of financial planners, they know a lot of guys in insurance, you know, real estate, but you know, most people don't know many domain brokers, right? So when I or we help somebody do a deal, we become their guy, right? Mm -hmm. Or their their person and we get passed around and referred to their friends. So that's really a, a neat thing, is just kind of being such a specific niche that you become mm -hmm. their person. 
Well, you're known as the Brian in my book, that's for sure. But I think that's one of the big things that a lot of the people who've worked at Grit.org and around you have taken from your experience and, and what they've learned from you is just that personalized effect and kind of approaching it as knowing you are a bigger part of something than you might initially realize. So we can tell you're very passionate about it, you're very knowledgeable, but what is it that makes Grit Brokerage so unique? Well, it's definitely, as with anything, it's all about the people, right? So it's really about our team. So with our team, we've got, you know, Michael Law, who's been with us now for a number of years, you know, Maureen Sullivan now for a couple of years. And between the three of us, we've got 35, over 35 years domain brokering experience. Uh, you know, Michael really helps specialize in our outbound sales, you know, our monthly newsletter. We have a few administrative assistants that, that he helps uh, manage. Marine is really our uh, domain acquisition specialist, so she's really, you know, helps companies um, acquire that perfect domain, which takes a ton of time and research. Um, and then we have a couple of full-time researchers that when we, uh, when we sell a domain, we do a lot of research and do outbound to pitch it to companies that should own it. So there's a ton of research that goes into that. And a lot of um, management of just data and, and spreadsheets and stuff like that. So we have two uh, full-time assistants, Sabrina and, and Catherine, that help with that. So it's really just about the team and the synergy and us working together and being creative and having fun with it. Mm. Um, one other thing I would say, too, just that, and I would say this is just kind of a sales nugget in general. I think one of the things that has really helped our team succeed is just our response time. You know, we're just really quick to get back to people. I mean, I you know, I never go a day without my entire inbox being, you know, everybody's gotten back to you. And I remember a guy called me up this past New Year's Eve. It was like five o'clock. I get a random phone call and he's got a domain he wants me to sell. And he says, well, I'm talking to a couple other brokerage firms. He's like, why should I work with you? I'm like, well, it's five o'clock on New Year's Eve and I just took your call. So if you ever need me, I'm going to pick up your phone, uh, phone call. So you know, I think just the response time is 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 really um, you know helped us get to the level we're at. Mm. And do you have any advice for anyone that's looking to buy or sell a domain? Yeah, I mean, hire a professional. I mean, we do this every day for a living. Uh, there's so much that goes into understanding what a domain is worth. I think one of the things that the fact that we specialize in helping clients buy or sell domains is we understand how both sides think, right? So if somebody wants to acquire acquire a domain name, we know how that seller thinks, right? We know all the different levers of, of what it takes to to get them to, to respond um, and what type of price they'd want for it. The same way if, if you know, there's someone that wants to sell a domain name, these potential buyers, we know how they think because we've helped them acquire those domains. So by hiring a professional, um, and again, goes back to the two degrees, you know, why the domain industry is so small. When you go to these conferences, there's typically only about three or 400 people there. And you're talking about, you know, tens of millions of premium domain names out there. And so usually, if there's any domain that's for sale or that's expensive, we usually know one or two connections away from being able to get in touch with that person. And so a broker just makes that relationship a lot more efficient. Mm. And I'm not trying to take any business here from you, Ryan, but if someone was looking to become a professional or learn more about this space, whether it's for their own business or they're really intrigued by the business itself, what advice would you have to someone to educate themselves on domains and, and start figuring out more about it? Yeah, there's a lot of great tools out there. Um, to help people get, you know, uh, there's a lot of forums, there's academies, 
Um, just really, there's a lot of communities out there like Name Pros is a great community. Domain Academy was put together by a really smart guy that helps people understand, you know, how domains are valued and understanding. There's a lot of uh, trademark laws that's important to know the legal aspect of buying domains. So for example, if somebody says, reaches out to me and says, hey, can you sell this domain name? But it's, you know, a Fortune 500 company and it's a domain they just bought. Well, no, you can't sell a domain that way because it's trademark protected. So just understanding all the laws of what you can and can't um, buy. And would you say that's been the biggest challenge for you up to this point is really learning the laws and the ins and outs and the small details of it? Or what would you say has been a biggest challenge, even working with companies or you personally? I think it's just, you know, the longer you're in the business, you're exposed to more and more situations and knowing how things typically play out. Um, so I think understanding the laws and, and precedences, understanding what's selling, being, you know, on top of trends, things like that. So it's, you know, obviously a full-time job staying on top of those types of. And if someone has a domain they're looking to sell, how could they get in touch with Grip Brokerage and be able to get in contact with you? Yeah, just go to gripbrokerage.com and you can reach out to me, Michael Maureen, and Call us, text us, email us. We're, we're always responsive. All right. Well, you're the guy. And they can know that all the money's going to a good place as well throughout the grit.org umbrella. So, Brian, really great having Thanks, you here today. Yeah, appreciate it. Excited to be back on the panel doing more interviews with you here soon. That's a wrap today here at the grit.org podcast. Share this with someone you think it would resonate with or impact. Tune in to all of our other episodes. We appreciate you watching this episode. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the grit.org podcast. <laughs>